This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of religion. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jen or Jay. It's a process. My name's just CJ, and we are your co-conspirators. <laughs> it took me a long time to get to that point, and I'm still not there yet, so. That's fair. <laughs> um, but I, I am CJ, and we are your co-conspirators in plotting whatever it is that cishet people think it is we're doing. Well, just CJ, what's on the buy schedule for tonight? We're talking to Tucker. That's me. I'm gonna... Tucker. <laughs> there they are. It's Tucker. <laughs> Lest you thought it was a two-person experience. No, no. Here's the third. The guest. <laughs> You, the listener, got too comfortable with our last episode where it was just Jay and I, and you thought that was going to be it forever, even I did, though we only yeah, do that I, once I every make so my, often. I had to make my introduction so dramatic just to, like, get you out of that shell of, like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Three people. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> there are three people Peter, sitting on this bus with me. Gotcha. Art challenges, okay? Mm-hmm. Art questions. Mm. Art defies. Tucker's here to do all of those, and yeah. then we're going to play a uh, game. I am going to be playing the role of art tonight in this podcast. <gasps> the coveted role. Finally, mm-hmm. art. It's my big bake breakthrough. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Tucker, or art? Uh, yeah, I go by... Art personified. <laughs> um, I'm doing very well. I have a tall glass of tonic water poured ready for this recording. Sitting in my papa san, I have three candles lit. We're doing well. <laughs> you are set up like I'm. I I thought that I was at the pinnacle of comfort because I'm wearing like fuzzy socks with like mm. the aloe vera lining on the mm. inside of nice. them. Nice, nice. And I thought that I thought that I was at the height of luxury, but I don't oh. have tonic water and three <laughs> candles lit, so I don't know. Speaking of socks, I have new like metro washington dc socks so it's got like the map of their train system um they don't have a aloe vera inside um but dare i say even higher in the lap of luxury than aloe vera socks they don't have the aloe vera on the inside but you cannot get lost on the metro now (laughs) (laughs) so if you ever see me on a train just taking off my shoe i'm reorienting myself (laughs) (laughs) just checking how many stops you have left (laughs) <laughs> someone might come up to you and say excuse me i'm i'm lost could you help me out you just like take off your shoe and you're like i got you right here just bring your foot up right and to they're already head. running away but it doesn't matter well if they don't want my help they don't have to take it <laughs> they could ask some other schmuck for directions and Whoa, also, that, that image of me like reaching my foot up to someone's face 
I really uh, want that to frame this episode because, of course, I do want us to talk about cats. And that image <laughs> yes. of, like, one's foot just, like, reaching up to the face is, of course, what was seared into my yes. mind this last watch. With, oh, we're just jumping. Yes. Yes. Jason Derulo just staring at what might be my foot just hungrily? <laughs> hungrily? You did just say your last watch. How many times have you seen cats? So far, three. I say so, so far. far. So far. I leave it open to more happening in the future. Mm. It did not feel that I have spent what this experience is by my third watch. It didn't feel like a routine. Um, mm. Things were new and horrifying and confusing in all different ways. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm like ready and willing for Cats Watch 4 um, to come up in my life whenever it does happen. Um, I absolutely refuse... I, I refuse to watch it, like, by myself. I don't think I could handle oh, that. Oh, no. no. Um, and I have no. a strong... It's a pre- social experience. E- exactly, yeah. Like, you can't... It, it's just too strong. It, it, you won't get through <laughs> yes. it if you're just with you. Yes. I dislike watching it sober. Um... <laughs> Because, like, you just That's don't... That's only how I've watched it so far. And how many times have you I've watched it, it Seize? Uh, twice. Okay. Interesting. I did watch it once sober. So, like, you know, it exists. Right. Um, two two non-sober e- equals one sober, I feel like. Or, like, some sort of fraction thereof. I like, see you what definitely you mean. have seen it more than me, but I feel like I've, I've really experienced it with uh, open yes. eyes. I've seen it more. <laughs> You've endured it more. <laughs> That's it. Right. Yep. yep. Uh, Jay, just for clarification, how many times have you seen cats? I am uh, thus far uninitiated. Uninitiated. I think what is on yeah. the queer agenda for tonight is to get you to see cats. Now, um, I, I would like to note that I have watched the recording of the stage show a number of times. I know this is a very different thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I have seen the stage show. Not at all. I know absolutely nothing about the stage show. Oh, One of my goals yeah. in all of my cat's watches is to try and reconstruct Andrew Lloyd Webber's original intended experience as well as trying to improve upon it in my mind to try and salvage cats in some way it's not Mm. terribly hard to improve upon andrew lloyd webber yes right well there's one thing to critique and there's another thing to like offer solution and while it's like you can see cats and you can say yes it's bad it's very hard to say and this is how cats could be better Mm, you know It's it's mm-hmm. a long project of mine, um, one which I might Except... spend many many dollars on movie tickets to <laughs> try and solve. Now I also have the original book of poems, the the source material, oh, the TSL. Oh um, if you're interested in a cat's dramaturg, <laughs> <laughs> I just love how we have the three different like. We have three totally different experiences to cats. Someone who's like, that's oh, yeah. Yeah. like wow. We could just like really sit down and write the entire (laughs) thing and like a perfect perfect critique of it and i think that's so powerful i just really feel that in this chilies tonight yes (laughs) truly the most pressing topic of our time (laughs) 
pressing topic of mm-hmm. our time absolutely as we're now roughly seven minutes into the episode <laughs> i just want to go ahead and like draw the curtain back a little hi uh listeners we are going to talk about gay stuff like at some point but we've like, already talked about gay stuff we, cats has come up and cats, cats is absolutely for, <laughs> first of all i will argue that cats is queer culture fight me mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and i'm sure we'll dig into that but to um like i i've seen some reviews and they're fun but none of the podcasts that i listen to or the youtubers i watch have put together a cats review yet um, and I am sort of wanting for that material for lack of anything else. So I'm sort of filling, like, I feel like we're all sort of filling in a hole now, just sort of like getting it. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Just, just on, just rolling, just, just be the cat's media you want to see in the world. What I can offer tonight, um, for our listeners and for the two of you, um, I majored in the study of religion and I come at a lot of things from like a religious studies <laughs> perspective. Sorry. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. This is a no, big I'm lead not in, I understand. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm not laughing at your studies. I am laughing at where this can connect to cats. Oh yeah, I know. I'm really just like, this is going to be a really hard right <laughs> turn. I understand. Is it just which cat gets to go to cat heaven, which is also part of the ozone layer for some reason? Yeah. It's mm. the heavy side layer has a lot of like confusing and ambiguous themes. Um, I will also justify my point by saying the the phrase rabbinical cats is in the first song, and like <laughs> just think about that those two words. What I don't know what that one word means. <laughs> um, rabbinical is in like a rabbi, a Jewish religious leader. Oh, oh my! I gosh. misheard it. I probably could have pieced that one together it's you know it, it the movie flies by this but the fact that they are all worshiping like either this moon or this religious like like ball that they're performing while also putting in oh some of us are jewish it really just threw me for a loop this time um so i'll be trying to bring into this cat's review like um, some religion analysis of like what's going on and like what is it that the Jellicles are doing in their culture? Mm. Yeah, I just the the world of cats itself is very much like did y'all make an entire town that is about you being cats because there is the milk bar, the milk bar, which I don't, yeah, I don't think that a hipster has created yet. Sort of Actually, I believe a there's a place orange. called the Milk Bar in L.A. I believe there is something called the Milk Bar in L.A. I'd buy that. Okay. It, is it, not it a, serves a more than place, milk, though. surely. But it does, I think, in name, exist. Which is unfortunate. Because, right. like, think about that. Yes. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to get milk from there. Um, I, I would love to uh, get into your queer journey if you don't the, to take a hard right turn Ooh, i'd love to get into the gay stuff and then we'll loop it right back to cats uh, <laughs> i know it be i know it will a passenger return. of this car as the three of us try jerking the steering wheel in every direction <laughs> <laughs> i will play along for now and put my hands in my lap as we get into just like introduction I, town I just know that cats will come up in this. <laughs> this. Is what I'm saying. You feel it in the air. All right. I really, yeah. I feel it in the air. 
I'm just cats in... will return. All right. I'm just um, in the back seat, happily along for the ride. <laughs> you're you're holding the audience's hand and saying, "We'll get through this." <laughs> Maybe we can stop at McDonald's. <laughs> That's our commercial break. All right. Yep. So when you say queer journey, what is it you're um, like? What are you asking of me, CJ? What can I bring to this podcast? <laughs> no, just like um, the what has brought you to your queer identity today? Ah, ah, I see. Um, let's see. If you haven't caught it, my name is Tucker. My pronouns are they and them. Um, I'm a recent UCLA graduate. Um, still living in LA. Though I am considering moving to Philly with y'all um, in the next six to eight months, um, which would be cool. Hmm, that's awesome. And the phrasing makes it sound like you're going to move in with Jay and I. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> if that does happen, I promise I won't tell you before it does. <laughs> Great. I thought you were we'll say, just... I promise I will talk about cats more. <laughs> um, I would say that my queer journey roughly estimates either A, Freckle from Caleb Gallo, B, mm. uh, Dorian Gray from mm. um, The Picture of Dorian Gray, the Oscar Wilde novel, or... The titular character. Yes. Or Taco from The Adventure Zone. I think mm, if you put board. those in like... Yeah, a mood board of those three roughly approximates my life and most of the ways that I make my decisions. I love that mood board. I Yeah, those are excellent choices. I love a good gender mood board. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just be like looking at a piece of media and I'm like, oh, so that's what I'm doing. And that was <laughs> yes. just like every yeah. minute that Freckle from Caleb Gallo was on screen. <laughs> You know, we've only been speaking for the t uh, duration of this interview and a little bit before with setup, but like, I see that. Thank you. <laughs> I feel heard. <laughs> yeah, and uh, my my gender mood board definitely does have Algernon Moncrief from The Importance of Being Earnest on wow. it, so, which is another Oscar Wilde piece. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Oscar so Wilde great. was really just setting us up here. Just like a yeah. queer elder, just writing for the 21st century, just yes. skipping all past the 20th and just like talking right to us, saying, So ahead you of are. his time. I remember um, a good friend of the podcast, uh, Josh Hitchens, did a one man show of Picture of Dorian Gray. And Josh is very much one to, if it wasn't already gay, which obviously Picture of Dorian Gray was, he's going to make it gay. Wow. Um, so it was very, it was like so much so that um, uh, my partner Tim, we got in the car, he very jokingly turns to me and goes, Wait, was Oscar Wilde gay? <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Wow. I didn't notice. Which, like, shockingly was, like, the reception of, like, late 19th century England mm. when the book had come out. Because this was, like, in his, like, like a court case, this book. So they mm. also finished Picture of Dorian Gray and they were like, wait, Oscar Wilde is gay? <laughs> 
which you didn't know <laughs> his whole life leading up to that. I don't know what the picture of Dorian Gray told you, you know? Mm-hmm. Wild. Amazing. Oh, I didn't even know it was, like, a stage adaptation. Uh, well, uh, I mean, I have seen uh, my friend Josh. Uh, he adapted uh, the piece for his own one-man show. I also saw a, um, a musical adaptation of it, which was what? not great. Huh. <laughs> I, I feel very bad because it was a student's final project for oh. their, like, studies in theater arts. And the fact that they wrote a two-and-a-half-hour musical for their final mm. is admirable because ambitious. I certainly did not. Ambitious. Very ambitious, very admirable. Had a whole like choir set, like a, the like in a whole ensemble shebang, and, and... it was uh, not not great and not as it, it was a little gay, but not as gay as I needed right. for Dorian Gray. Right. How do you make a, a musical of Dorian Gray and make it like less gay? <laughs> The worst part is that that is such a specific story that someone who, like, graduated recently who just finished their, like, finals, like, making this production of Dorian Gray is listening to this right now and just went, oh. <laughs> Surely they're talking about someone else. Surely they're the other theater student who made a two-and-a-half-hour musical production of an Oscar Wilde piece. Surely. <laughs> Hey, you never know. I wouldn't be surprised. It it okay, if I were majoring in theater, I would probably do a similar thing <laughs> for yeah. my final mm-hmm. project. Yeah. So plausible yeah. deniability, all of you out there. Maybe yours was good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um so you you got your mood board all set up um yes. for for your gender. Um at what point did you sort of realize that your gender perhaps was not aligned with what you were assigned at birth or any of that. Right. Like, when when did you get that sense? The year was, I believe it was early 2014. Mm. Uh, I was dating our our friend in common, Jen, and I was playing Skyrim. Okay. This is a lot to set up, I understand. You're painting a picture. I'm there. I'm there with you. <laughs> I am no, using no, very I'm... broad strokes. Don't worry. I'm getting out the little needle hair nose brush. <laughs> very, very broad soon. strokes, like mentioning someone by name. <laughs> oh, oh, is that not a thing? I completely forgot. No, no, it's okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's okay. It's just not broad strokes. <laughs> uh, well, it does help because there's someone... This is not Jen of this podcast. This is Jen other... Jen, this is helpful. Another Jen. Mm-hmm. A, a reason other than just like, oh, CJ, you know this person. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so, I was a wonderful Republican cishet boy of around 17 mm. playing Skyrim. Um, and for those of you who haven't played Skyrim, there is a side quest that involves getting married where you wear this one amulet and that shows to the computer players of this game that you are available for marriage. And so if you do something very nice and very charitable, um, which is to say going on like a mission with someone or like doing a side quest, 
then this computer mm-hmm. might register that you're wearing this and make the suggestion along the lines of, would you like to get married or, like, settle down? And I had forgotten that I was wearing this amulet. <laughs> and I... As you do. As one does. And I was just playing this game after, like, having a failed attempt at trying to get to second base and feel something, um, which I, I'm so androphilic. I was just like, wow, this is nothing. Um, so I was playing this game, trying to take a break and figure myself out, and I help out this miner. Um, he, like, working in a coal, like an iron mine, um, I help him pay his debts to his boss, and he is so thankful, and he's so grateful, and he looks down at this amulet I forgot I was wearing, and he says, oh, I'm surprised someone like you isn't spoken for. And then I was gay. That was it. <laughs> that was the moment that I, like, found out my sexual identity literally then. Um, That's amazing. And it's been uphill from there. Um, we're still married. Um, no, actually, I married Ogman <laughs> the Wage of Winterhold. Um, we have two children um, near, I think, Black Creek Lake? Something like that. Um, like I still have that file on my PS3 at home and it's just like wow there it is my husband <laughs> um, <laughs> yes that's the sexuality part um, so Blizzard I think it's Blizzard if you're out there um, still waiting to collect my royalties for you know using your game to find out my sexuality I am I will send that check um, <laughs> uh, gender I that was a much more slow burn experience, not just mm. epiphany through video game. Um, mm-hmm. I just realized that I will say that a lot of my presentation is very gay male, um, such that like m- I am mostly read as just like more flamboyant than average, which is like you know just how that is. Um, but I was just mm-hmm. realizing that like a lot of my. Um, experience in all male spaces and even like all gay male spaces um i was just not experiencing that like a lot of other people in that situation um and so i think through that and through like college and trying to figure out and seeing other people that were living non-binary lives um eventually coming to terms with this like relation to myself of um I am going to largely be read as gay, but uh, that as a, almost like a gender identity, um, and like obviously this combines into my studies of like this whole dichotomy of sex and gender is more of a modern thing, um, and like a lot of cultures in a lot of different times have like elided that into like third gender categories um mm-hmm. i think seeing myself as that is a bit more coherent for me at least um like what i know about myself is that i'm not a man um mm-hmm. and the rest just sort of follows for me and so yeah whether that goes into like i don't know i'm not sure um i like was considering for a while 
what like binary femme transition would look like for me but I think I am just like more comfortable and like euphoric in this experience of um presenting initially as like just gay but then going like meddling with things that it just kind of becomes incoherent I just love that incoherency Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit of gender trouble. Yes, gender trouble, which I did watch this past break. I've been getting into a lot of John Waters in addition, so I just watched um, Polyester last night. That is amazing that you just brought that up. <laughs> I was referring to the uh, oh my queer God. theory term. You're so right. That's <laughs> Judith Butler, gender trouble. I thought you said female trouble, and I was like, wow, oh, no. one of my favorite films <laughs> that I just watched. <laughs> That but, would be yes. a pretty wild coincidence if I was like, yeah, like that movie you just watched. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tucker. just like Divine from John Waters. And I'd be like, whoa, I guess. <laughs> this is just like that cereal you ate this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, CJ, it's it's like you've just like ate an Alexa, like, what are those like Amazon Prime things? And so like you just oh, hear God. things and you've just like been absorbing all this data that I've been putting into the company. And you're just like, oh, here's in my suggested female trouble, 1967, John Waters. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but but like, yeah, uh, going back, um, like sort of like call like the concept of gender trouble, just like presenting it a way that is like or like being a like having a i think the term was more for like gender presentation specifically mm-hmm. but just in terms of like um appearing as something or someone who whose like gender could not be guessed at first or like sort of like bending what gender looks like and all that uh big relatable feels because right. at the start of my gender journey i was very much like I want people to look at me and wonder if I'm a guy or a girl, and they can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I get that. Yeah. And I think it's like, I'm not sure if I'm looking towards androgyny or like mm-hmm. negative androgyny, where it's just like the lack of gendered markers. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that like they know what they're looking at, but what they're looking at can be a seems a bit more contradictory than they're used to i don't know i Mm -hmm. it's it's something i've been like thinking a lot about or just like tabling thinking about which is just as good as thinking about it because then it's all the hard work of self-discovery but with none of the effort um (laughs) it's just like oh questioning you mean i don't have to like actually emotionally process sign me up oh mood (laughs) or find in every mood yeah (laughs) So, um, what is something that you would like to tell cishet people for the very last time and then you never have to hear it again? Hmm. I think... No, I don't want to join your men's Bible study. Mm. That's that's what I have to say. Because <laughs> um, when I think of, like, m- men as a gender, that's what I think of. Just from my, like, cultural upbringing. And just to be read as, like... I think that was, like, my most my strongest like gender like please no no thank you um is that like (laughs) almost like amorphous spiritual social aspect of like gender Mm. where like these guys somehow like understand part of me because we're like brothers or something like that's nothing it's nothing and i Mm. don't want it 
um, and I never want to be involved with that, um, which I doubt many people here were going to invite me to a men's Bible study, but it feels good to say. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, totally just the that. next time you get it. Next time you can invite, because I'm sure you get invites to Bible studies all the time. It happens more than you'd think, CJ. (laughs) No, like (laughs) completely non-facetiously, next time you get an invitation to a Bible study because you just seem like a hoot, um, just (laughs) go ahead and uh, play them this clip of the episode and they'll know. Or just like, in a little business card. Just like text them the link to this episode. Just like, this is my response to that. And then after the first seven minutes of Kat's discussion... They'll be like, oh, this won't work. No, I think the seven minutes of Kat's discussion is integral to them being like, oh, maybe a co-ed, like a non-gendered Bible study, because I need to know what you think of cats and religion. But clearly, (laughs) this can't be done in men's group. Mm. (laughs) They're saying what we're all thinking about Jewish cats, but somebody has to have the guts and the platform to say it. Wow. I just need one of those like unfiltered Netflix specials. I'm I'm not oh, being God. PC. We're talking about Judaism. We're talking about cats. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Judaism. We're talking about Judy Dench. <laughs> oh boy. Oh wow. boy. That was a lot. Oof. That was <laughs> I, you just like we're now doing donuts in this parking lot, and now I'm as scared as the two in the back are. <laughs> to all of my Jewish friends, I understand if you don't want to be friends with me anymore. Look, um, CJ. I understand. CJ, I'm not Jewish, but that was a test right there. <laughs> Even even Jay, master of puns, doesn't want to be my friend anymore after that, and I get it. Yeah, I felt that one over here. Yeah. That one traveled well, across I... the country, not even through the phone. It was just in yep. the air, that pun. I was like, my, the, the hairs <laughs> on my neck went. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. All right, uh, so, Tucker, what is on your gay agenda? On my gay agenda right now. Um, I think one thing that is on my gay agenda is divesting from the fast fashion industry. Um, Hmm. I got a book recently about mending, um, like how to do small repairs in clothes. I've been looking at like vintage and secondhand stores a lot to try and find clothes that are longer lasting. Um, and then trying to adjust my wardrobe, um to be more like sustainable like I'm going to be wearing these clothes for a while um and like just trying to take better care of them learn how to um just so I don't go through this thing of like oh and then every year my clothes end up in the trash and I don't know what Mm. to do with them again um and I think there's something just very like queer about going to like secondhand stores with your friends and getting like old clothes and just taking them and Suddenly, that's your forever clothes. Reinventing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do the whole, like, queer reclamation thing, but in, like, the $3 bin. Um, Also, it's so cheap. It is so cheap, and that's such a great thing about, like, sustainable clothes practices, is that you don't have to keep buying clothes. It's great. I love that. I I subsist purely off of thrifting and hand-me-downs at this point. I don't remember, like, the last time I bought clothing. 
Mm, <laughs> and it's now to the point where both of my roommates uh, are like, I'm getting rid of these clothes. Jay, do you want to look through them? <laughs> <laughs> and they have different yeah, presentations. So, so as a gender fluid person, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. All of it, yes. I get hand-me-downs from my partner. That's really sweet. That's oh, wow. That's really good. Oh, I'm jealous. It's, it's very good. It's been a positive addition to my flannel and button-up collection. That's so great. I like my body type is just like on the higher end of the bell curve. So I'm just like rather large. Like my foot size or like just like my shirt size is rather large. So I just don't get hand-me-downs anymore because I'm usually like mm. no one in my life wears things of this size really. Mm. And it's just like, Who wow. will face me in the size challenge? Yeah, it's just like wow. I wish I had like <laughs> parents' shoes as an option, mm. or, like friends' shoes when they're like not. Yeah, man, to be handed yeah. down. Jealous. Very jealous. Very queer. Oh. <laughs> It'll it'll happen for you. Um, which <laughs> speaking of speaking of good things happening for you, I told you we'd get back to cats because Jay has a game. That's I do so have exciting. a game. Oh my goodness, I've been waiting for it. You know, I've just been so, I've been keeping my thoughts about cats whenever it's come up in my back pocket because I was like, we're gonna get back to it. We're gonna get back to it. <laughs> I've been considering that the whole time. Don't worry, we've circled back. We're here at cats. Jay, go for it. It's, well, okay, so in your in your intro email, there was discussion of cats, but also a mention of a, 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 a pensions for campy excess. Uh, now, Cats is not classically a cult classic musical. Yes. But I do it's think this movie... going to become one real fast. I was going to say, I do think this movie has changed that almost immediately. Uh, I do believe we're going to have, like, cats shadow casts in the future and I callbacks. I want that to happen so badly. I want it to happen so badly. I'm joining whatever the first one is. Whoever comes up with it first, send me an email. It's info at mygageandapodcast.com. My friends, we can pioneer I think Philly this. would do it. Philly would absolutely be the place to, like, herald that in to, like, our culture. Oh, 100%. As soon as it comes out on DVD, we're going to buy a bunch of cat ears and we're going to go for it. <laughs> Yes. There was some point where Tim and I were walking out of a Target and out of absolutely nowhere I just went, babe, we're going to wind up owning the Cats DVD. <laughs> now that I own like the Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 DVD and like the Shrek the Halls DVD, Shrek like my cabinet is, it, it's, there's a cat sized hole in its heart, you know? Oh. <laughs> Soon. It's ready for cats. Soon, mm-hmm. my friend. Wow. Um, all right. So with all of that in mind, I put together something that I call the Campy Cult Quizzical. Ooh, that's very um, fun. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's just a little quiz about uh, Campy Cult musicals. Um, I believe, yeah, no, movie music, musicals specifically, although several of these have been on the stage. Great, wonderful. And when you say quizzical, I assume that's like a mashup of the word quiz and the word jellical, right? <laughs> it is now. It is now. Wonderful. Yes. Um, Let's I'm get right into it the... then. Because quizzicals okay. are at quizzicals do quizzical. <laughs> Thank you, CJ, for the theme song for this segment. Okay, there was the phrase quizzical it. cats in that song too. Now that I'm oh, remembering it. 
All cats are quizzical. How are- Tucker, how are you remembering any of the lyrics in that musical? There's too much visual stimuli. There's a lot of visual stimulation, but remember, I've seen it three times. Fair enough. I'm just impressed because you're specifically referencing the opening number, and 99% of the lyrics of that song is just Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats. Right, <laughs> yep. right. That's it, They say that and, quite a bit. And the movie... Oh, wow. The movie just, like... That opening number is the most dis like disjunct and like hard to follow. <laughs> like they go into this. like an electric beat and then go into like a waltz and then go into like someone singing at a high pitch and then they're all in a choir mm-hmm. in like ten mm-hmm. seconds. In ten seconds. I can't wait and to see this. It's oh, I... Jay, we'll we'll schedule it. We'll schedule it. <laughs> I am very concerned about the visceral reaction my body and soul will have upon having to read the words lyrics by T. S. Eliot and Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, nothing will prepare you for it, and I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> Well, they really should have had just, like, lyrics by T.S. Eliot, and then just, like, under the T, they wrote Taylor, and under the S, they wrote Swift. So then it could have been, like, yeah, like an acrostic (laughs) poem. Taylor Swift Eliot. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yep. Anyway, I have a quiz. (laughs) Let's go. I'm very excited Um, to play this quiz. So I, I will give a clue to a campy cult musical movie. Um, CJ does not know the answers to, well, CJ might know the answers to this quiz. They do not know the quiz itself, so they can be your lifeline. Um, okay, I see. If we want to keep this tied even more to cats, if you wish, once we have revealed what each music, what musical each clue is, we can also just really fast tack on which cat from cats that musical is. Yes. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) (laughs) I assume there are also right and wrong answers to that, just like in the quiz itself. Um, I didn't build that in. That was an on-the-fly addition, but I do have strong opinions about the characters of cats. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> I think that. Because I think we established we all have. Yes. We all we all have those. But I haven't I even seen the movie. Come up with the right answer altogether. Correct. I have very recently, within this week, looked up the most popular ships in cats fanfic, just so I could judge accordingly. Mr. Shanks. Mr. Mr. Shanks. <laughs> That's that is one of them, but number one it's, is Mr. Mistopheles and Rum Tum Tugger, which upsets me because I think I fe- I feel like at some point I learned that those two were brothers, not that I cats care. Anyway, yeah, right. Are you ready for your I'll first clue? It. Yes, I'm ready for right. it. Yes, sorry. I just thought, <clears throat> I just saw cats shipping and I was like, no, I have to bring this to the forefront. All right, please, <laughs> first clue. Get your toilet paper and hot dogs ready. This divisive classic is ready to jump to the left, step to the right, and pelvic thrust till well past midnight. Uh, this is Rocky Horror Picture Show. It sure is. Mm. I did not Nailed get it. the toilet paper thing. I've only seen Rocky Horror Live once, um, but the time warp is just like ingrained in my soul. So, mm. Of course. I consider course. Rocky Horror Shadowcasts as um, queer church. Which isn't to say that everybody mm. has to go or enjoy it, but it was very important to me. <laughs> right. At least, like, the once. Yeah. Like, your yeah. first watch yeah. is, like, the Christmas or Easter service that your parents drag you to. Yes. And if you feel so mm-hmm. inclined, mm-hmm. you might become a regular. But it's just, like, like you're part of this. You've got to... At least, like, your grandma's right there. Like, come on, this is for her. Just, yes. You know. Yeah. Yes. Like, you gotta... You, you, yeah. It's family. Right. Um. Right. 
Rocky Horror Picture Show as one of the cast of Cats. Hmm. All right. Let's give us each. Let's give ourselves like five seconds. Um. I have a. I have one. I would pause it already. Hmm. Okay. Jen. I, I think it's got to be Rum Tum Tugger. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I was feeling um McCavity actually. I would also take McCavity for this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my instinct is McCavity specifically from the movie adaptation. Uh, yes, this might be a distinction between the movie and the live performance. Um, I've heard that he is a horror. He he is a horror, a naked and horror. he vanishes. He vanishes into glitter uh, with rules of magic that are not even one time established. Wonderful, which feels very Rocky Horror Show to me. Yes, uh, they're established in. One shot at the very end of the film, but I won't spoil it for people. But right. I think it yes. follows maybe some rules, but only okay. on after the third watch, which is very, very Rocky Horror of it. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. All right. So Amazing. I think, yeah. All right. Next Clue number two. Down. It started as an anti-marijuana propaganda film. Now it's a wild ride poking fun at the over-the-top conservatism of the 50s featuring Alan Cumming, Kristen Bell, and a lovely ode to Shakespeare. Ooh, um, I feel like I saw the preview for this once, but I don't think I ever saw it. Um, uh, CJ Lifeline. It's Reefer Madness. Reefer ah, Madness, Reefer there Madness. it is. Great. Yes. Thank you. I don't think there's a stoner cat in Cats, but my instinct is Gus the theater cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I think into it. Ian McKellen's performance Sold. of Gus the theater cat is explained so much by a lifetime of marijuana use. That's so good. <laughs> Um, I will say that Bumble Arena does get, like, drug the entire theater of cats with catnip during her performance. Um, oh. But mm. I'm not sure if she herself is a stoner cat. No, but that's that's very Reefer Madness, though. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Well, we're putting that's two nice... cats per musical. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Clue number three. Johnny Depp sucks, <laughs> but don't shed a tear because he's far from the best part of this John Waters romantic comedy, which also features Ricky Lake and Iggy Pop. Okay, okay, this is gonna. This is so hard. Um, I was just downloading a lot of John Waters films last night, and I saw one with Johnny Depp, and I was like, mm, maybe not. But oh man, <laughs> it is coming to me. It is coming to me. It is. Not multiple maniacs. It is not. Mm, is it hairspray? It's not hairspray. Damn it. Um. Uh. Yeah, I give up. I'm sorry. This one's crybaby. Like? Crybaby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I should have gotten that. I always <laughs> feel like I'm just desperately like searching for the cult film to get into next and i feel like google searching was has just never come up as like a possibility in my brain yet <laughs> so i only know like i have like a very limited but deep knowledge of certain cult films 
See, that feels appropriate. Yeah. And whatever you don't get, just write it down. Ooh, and that's... that's really good. Wow. If only I could, like, record this conversation we were having and then come back to it at a later <laughs> time to know what to watch as a cult film. If only. Uh, yeah. Alas. Uh, if the technology were there, you're ready for. Um, I unfortunately haven't seen Crybaby, so I don't know if I'll be the best for deciding which cat it is. Um, if you, Jay, could um, give the cat and then a justification, I feel like my understanding of the cats of the cats movie is such that by your justification, I might be able to agree or like select a better cat. You know, um, again, this is going off the stage show and not the movie, but my mm-hmm. thought for Crybaby probably would be Bombalarina. Um, hmm. Okay. There's a lot of, a lot of like powerful bombshell 50s girls in Crybaby that Bombalarina gotcha. reminds me of. Mm-hmm. And she would fit uh, into that girl gang if she were not a cat. Amazing. I will propose a counter of um, Rebel Wilson playing Jenny Any Dots. Um, um, she's. <laughs> uh, and I propose that solely to make CJ so uncomfortable. No, see, I just that works. There is I a literally... character that would work for her too. So <laughs> the fact that I have not dissociated during that scene um, <laughs> speaks that speaks to the fact that I am stronger than my mental illnesses. <laughs> I love that number in the stage play, and I love Jenny Any Dots, and especially as somebody who shares part of a name with Jenny Any Dots. Mm. Uh, so I'm very upset about the Rebel Wilson vor. I am also really <laughs> upset about it, but it's not even personal. It just makes me mad. Uh, <laughs> it's just wor- showbiz. <laughs> it's just showbiz. The fact, I think, like, the one redeeming feature is just, like, how perfectly like rebel wilson has captured like liberal wasp in the character of just like teaching Mm. these like lower creatures that she thinks is she's so superior to and won't eat and devour on command to like be more upstanding members of her kitchen is just like i hate it it's at least like worth analysis even if it does just like really make me want to destroy all of my sensory input Oh. All right. All right, clue number four. <laughs> well, you still have some semblance of, like, goals in trying to finish them. Muppets enter the cult musical arena with this Henson classic about goblins, puberty, and David Bowie's bulge. Oh, this is amazing. I love the movie Labyrinth. This is such a labyrinth. <laughs> yeah. Good, wow. I'm glad. Yeah. But that is... This is also... Such a rum tum tugger. This oh. is a hundred percent rum tum tugger. If we're going off, since okay, here's the thing. I will accept rum tum tugger with the caveat that you've only seen the movie, um, because Fair. my pick for a cat for this one is one who didn't make it to the movie is purely on stage. Oh, and that is the great rumpus cat. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my god! The great rumpus. Okay, I can see how with a name like great rumpus cat, you could definitely get like. Dance magic dance, a hundred percent. Yeah. Also got some like cool yeah. masky costume stuff going on, and during his number, the cats wear garbage to look like dogs, and it's very, it's very labyrinth. Wow. Huh. Oh, that does sound very labyrinth. Um, the the yeah. number is very racist at times, but you know. Well. <laughs> All right. T. S. Eliot. Ooh, yeah. 
Well, so that, my, it, that explains my, why it's not in the movie, I guess. I, yeah. I heard some racism did make it into the movie, so I Oh, don't now that no, she got in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Um what's it called? Um my my vote um though the granted like it's a it's not one I'm ready to defend to the death, but like I was going to say Victoria just based on the fact that um the I forget the protagonist's name in Labyrinth. Um, Sarah. But yeah, Sarah, like the faces that she makes a lot of just like wonder and horror at the same time is pretty Ooh. much Francesca Hayward's default face hmm. the entire movie. Yeah. I'm sure definitely. it'll be mine as well. I think that <laughs> Sarah does not like participate in the labyrinth world as much as Victoria does. You know? That's true. I am specifically yeah. referencing when she like throws the peas off the plate in um mm-hmm. the Mongo jerry and rumple teaser yeah. song or eating the garbage in um the fat the big cat song i forget uh, buster for jones yes buster for jones. jones um like she really like goes all in on those pieces and yeah. oh yeah this is great i'm loving this or the interpretive dance in the graveyard uh during the naming of the cats mm. which is just chanting yeah it's yes, really yes, good it though I think like her and her ballet stuff. Wait, yes, that's the ballet scene. I th- I thought that was yeah, like yeah. the one of the best parts of the entire film was watching her do that. Like, it was enchanted. Yeah, it's it sucks that she's an amazing ballerina. Like she's literally like one of the principal dancers of the royal ballet. Oh like, wow, she's obviously terrific. And then this movie happened to everyone involved. <laughs> So well, that sucks for right. all the, all those very talented people. The thing to, is, there are so many talented people that it is just like a we as an industry experience this and we'll move past it. I think, like, I don't think mm. this will be a stain on anyone's career because it happened to so many people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I saw like reviews being like, "This is gonna ruin everyone's career," and I'm like, "Okay, there's not many yeah, ways you can ruin Dench Jennifer Hudson's career." Come back from what? <laughs> like, from what? This is nothing. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson's gonna be fine. Yeah, Sir Ian yes. McKellen is gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay, everyone. Don't worry. <laughs> um, are there more clues, Jay, or have we reached a conclusion? <laughs> um, that one wasn't as I bad to can... stomach. <laughs> I think we can call it there. Uh, I think that was All very right. successful. We solved cats and musicals. Good job. Wait. Good job, okay, everyone. Wait, hold on. I have yes. a surprise bonus question in what? this um, oh. quizzical, um, this jellical quiz of ours. Is it, are you blind when you're born? Can you see in the dark? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, hold on. Let me formulate this question. Hold on. Would you look at a king? Would you sit in his throne? Oh. Wow, so I hate this fucking musical. <laughs> um, Can you say of your, that your bark is worse than oh, your wait. bite? Here, I think I've got it. Um, hi, doggy. This wonderful um, exploration of a dissolving marriage, this tale of betrayal and romance, will leave you asking questions such as, why does this coffee shop serve cheesecake? Or are they really just going to play base or football for five minutes? I, I don't to. know this. One. I wasn't ready for the games turn. To, yeah, the games tur- tables, tables to be turned, turned upon me. Uh, to be fair, I know a lot about this cult film. 
Is it a cult film or it's, is it a cult musical? It is. Oh, uh, I see. It's a cult film, not a cult musical. That's oh. my. That's on me. But that I'm, is. A I'm going to throw a guess out there. Okay. I'm just going to throw a guess out there. American Beauty. It is not American Beauty. Damn it. Is it The Room? I don't know what happens in that movie. It is Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Very nice, Jay. Hey! <laughs> hey, I have not seen The Room. I just yeah. abs- absorbed from the internet <laughs> enough to guess that. B, why hasn't there been a The Room, the musical? Thank you. That's really good. But also, good. I don't want that to exist. I've seen The Room around like nine times in theaters. And I'm going to surpass that by as many times as I'm going to watch Cats, the movie, in theaters, I think. <laughs> um, I believe in you. So I think I am the premier expert when I say that Tommy Wiseau's The Room in Cats has to be... Hmm. It's a toss-up between... Uh, Bustopher Jones and Old Deuteronomy. I say Bustopher mm. Jones because the in the movie it is just an unabashed failure. Yeah. Um, I was also gonna say Bustopher Jones. Yeah, Bustopher like it's just like this is not comedy. I'm not even sure if it was intended to be comedy, but it, I know it's certainly not. Um, but I think Judy Dench's performance both as the sage that like makes this whole like ritualistic performance come together and mm-hmm. as just like breaking all rules of film yep. in the last yep. 10 minutes yep. 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 to Which just like horrify it. and shock oh, no, beyond all recognitions <laughs> there's hearing um, about it and there's experiencing it because it very you feel so small and I think that's sort of like that sort of like so shock scared. is what the room kind of gives to you the first time you watch it. I'm so oh scared. My God. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Thank you so much, Tucker. The pleasure for being was on all mine. Is there anything that you would like to plug besides seeing cats, I guess? Uh my ass. I just dabbed so many times. It was wild. You wouldn't even believe it. You'll have to like put them in post production of just like little mm, like yeah. noises for each dab. Um, dab, dab, let's dab. See. I'll, I'll edit it. In. Uh, my Twitter account is really good. It's at sweaty spaghetti, but each word is spelled like the other one at the end. Um, so you'll just have to figure out how to spell that. And then once you (laughs) figure, it's like a riddle. Like I, I didn't just give you my handle. I gave you a riddle to try and figure out my Twitter. Um, so yes. That's your third cat name. Sweaty Spaghetti, um, is my Twitter. And that's really all I have to plug. I don't like do things. At least not yet. Um, I found it. (laughs) (laughs) I solved your spaghetti riddle. It's not a hard riddle, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, Um, I didn't know if it meant that Sweaty would have two T's or that. (laughs) That's fair. That's super fair. Yes. I'm very impressed with you. Thank (laughs) you. Especially in the time frame you were given. Um, Yeah, no, I don't have anything to plug so far. Uh, Go read the picture of Dorian Gray, I guess. Um, Heck yeah. 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 Uh, go watch yeah. Time Away's The Room. 
I'm just doing like really timely like suggestions, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, they could, I, I, Oscar Wilde or Tommy Wiseau, I guess, could use all the financial and uh, fan support they could get. Yeah, and just Mm. make it a trifecta. Go watch Pink Flamingos by John Waters. Just like round yourself out. And then it'll it'll be as though you consumed some of my content. Because in an ideal world, (laughs) it it is, again, like the triangulation of those three media sources. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jay, would you like to plug your uh, social media? Yes, if you would like to um, get into the cat's discourse with me on Twitter... You can find me yes. there at underscore glitter goblin underscore, and I link to my other social medias from there. Yeah, you know what? I usually don't put my social media on here, but I would love Cat's Discourse. At Pegleg Sedgejudge, that's Pegleg, like how you'd expect, and then C E G J E G. Just go on there and tweet about cats to me, because that's all I can think about. I can't <laughs> sleep. Um. <laughs> We're going to have, like, the longest-running thread in Twitter history. The three of us fine-tuning this, this already the longest. <laughs> this is already the longest episode of My Gay Agenda. <laughs> Purely because wow. of cats. Making history yes. here. That's amazing. Yes. Here we are. Um, you can find My Gay Agenda if, if you liked all of this content that we've provided for you. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts um, and Spotify. While you're over there, you can give us a rating, subscribe. All of that really helps us a bunch and also keeps you up to date whenever we release new episodes. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is GayAgendaCast. And uh, you can also, if you'd like, uh, join us on Patreon like Rachel Bustafer Jones Higgins did. (laughs) And now she gets that unfortunate nickname because that was the first cat I could think of. Wow. Um, There's a tier for each cat going in like like how good they are in the movie. So like Rachel is at the lowest tier. It seems it goes from Bustopher Jones tier to like um, uh, I can't even name a best cat. Can you name a best cat? Yeah, Grizabella. Rachel Grizabella Higgins. I changed my mind. That's a better nickname. That's a one eighty. Yeah, I I way agree. I don't know that she'd like being called Bustopher Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Uh, cool. Jay, sign us out. Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Fight the power. Love yourself. Put together a little mood board for your gender. I made one a while ago, but, like, I'm on a journey. I'm gonna make another. Yeah. yeah. Also, go see cats. <laughs> yes, yeah, go see cats. We're, we're not sponsored by cats. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> and that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda.